is a balancing act. And I hope everybody has a good workplace out there and, you know, or is working toward that. And I hope we all get to work in these good environments. Welcome back, folks. This is episode 19 of It's About Your Paycheck. We're talking about working in a modern workspace or workplace, whatever you like to call it. And what does that look like for us, right? What does good and right look like these days? Before we get into it, Walt, how you doing today, sir? Man, I am good. Happy Sunday to you, brother, man. I am ecstatic. I was doing the research for this episode because it, it put out some good stats and stuff like that. Yes, I, think gonna I be saw interesting that. Yes. For us to share. Yeah, agreed. So yep. um, I'm looking forward to it, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, same thing. I was looking. I was like, oh, man, this is good stuff. And before we get into that, I got my news, our news updates, and that looks yeah. cool. I got a couple little nuggets, right? So it's a nice feel-good yeah. episode. So let's get into it. Before we get into the what a modern workplace could look like, we have a few new pay news updates. And on brand for this topic, I got an article from Forbes magazine, and it's four reasons to let workers stay home. Work, why, four reasons to let workers stay home, basically. Mm. Work from home, basically. And the number one reason is cost savings for organizations. Like we mm. talk about that all the time, right? As we talk about, oh, yeah, if the company only realized how much money they can save, we can all be home. And it's true. But be, I, I did spend some time in commercial real estate as a payroll pro. Actually, my first job as a eh, no, my second, my second job as a payroll professional or how can I say, sorry for going down a tangent here. My first dedicated role as a payroll person was with a commercial real estate firm. And what I can say is that it's hard sometimes for companies to get out of the leases. The commercial leases are like five, 10, 15, 20 years long. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're smart, you get some, what do they call it? Like a good guide as an exit strategy if you need to get out yeah. early. But if you don't put that into your lease then you can, and you got to pay penalties to come out. So I get how companies may not be so quick to say, okay, everybody's home. Then they're left with this big space. And it's like, what do you do then? So you got to work toward it, right? Yes. But again, number one reason, cost savings for organization. The second reason is now a company has access to a global talent pool, right? Mm -hmm. In the, I mean, I probably would warn against, not warn, but it, it may make it a little complicated if you're going out of the country. But if you're in the U.S., start in the U.S. I would start in your state first, right? If you're a company, put it in, in if, you're, if you are embracing the remote workplace strategy, I would say still, from a payroll perspective and a cost perspective, you probably want to stay in states that you're in. If you're already established in a few states, then start your searches there, right? Yeah. Think about it. Now you, right? If you got, to, if you get somebody in a new state, you have to now set up a new business nexus and a new sales tax and a new. So there's some expense and cost involved in going into a new state, and definitely more so into a new country. So. My recommendation would be, yeah, embrace the work, the remote situation, but maybe start to mitigate some costs, start where you already are. And then, if, of course, if you find some amazing talent that oh, this is the person, then go for it. You got to do what you got to do because yeah. you'll gain that back. Yeah. What else? The third one is higher. And as we will talk more about this, higher levels of well-being. 
for mm. your employees, right? Mm, so yes. it, ooh, a quick poll here. I got a poll. Here. I didn't go into details on this one, but I caught a poll here. Survey by one poll on behalf of DoorDash revealed that 42% of remote workers envision their ideal schedule as mostly remote. Okay. Good, good takeaway there. And the last reason is less turnover among workers. Among wow. HR professionals, yeah, 78% state that flexible schedules and remote working options can help retain workers without spending money. So mm. that's a those are four good reasons why companies should just let us keep working from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're blessed to do it, because remember that other stat we came across, only about 30% of us can actually work from home, right? Yes, yes. If you're a nurse, you're not, if, no, let me rephrase that. Some nurses probably can, depending on what you do. If you're a caregiver, most of the time you have, you got to be on site somewhere. To you have to be on site. Care. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you're yeah. a bus driver, you're not doing that remotely. <laughs> if, if you work at a restaurant, not yet. you may not be working remote just yet. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's going to be tough to do that. But it's interesting, and before we get into it real quick, one, one there's a restaurant my son likes, and it's, I think, Master Bao or something like that. I don't know. But it's Korean barbecue, and it's one of those places where you could cook on the table, basically. Yeah, So they have yeah. they do ramen, and they do a, a grilling feature, but yeah. they also have a robotic, a robot, basically, that brings oh, wow. the food out. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, so the... You know what? Now that I think about it, it's not a lot. There's only a few weight. It definitely impacts the weight staff there because oh. yeah. that thing just brings it out. You That's know, and as we say on the show a lot, right? Think about it. Circle back to what we say that the even though AI is coming and robotics is coming, humans aren't ready to relinquish total control to them. Right. Yeah. We're going to want a liaison. We're going to want, hey, this robot is messing up. Come talk. Yes. This, hey, this is not my food. We're still going to we still going to want to yeah. interact with people. Yeah. So don't worry, folks. I know not everything is going to go away soon. I'm sorry. As I say that, I just think about you just I don't I feel like you just shared something with me about uh, folks getting laid off because they're bringing AI. In, yes. Right. Yes. Yes. I just thought about that because one of my one of my good friends gave me some stats for her workplace and uh yeah. she said hey you should really dive into this topic because it's really impacting our work so that's something that you're probably going to be seeing us talk about on both this show and it's about yeah payroll. that's right it's that's crazy, right man. agreed man yeah. yeah and that's where i'll leave it today what do you got for us sir so i'm coming i think when i thought about this i think it's an argument based on what it's talking about it's an argument for people going back in the office that some of these CEOs and these officers of the corporation are like saying, hey, oh, this is why people need to come back into the office. So it's talking about quiet quitting amongst higher paid workers. Mm. So from MSN, they got their information from payroll provider ADP and its research institute. And it found that the highest earning workers as, fe as well as young workers and female workers are working fewer hours than they did prior to the pandemic. So ADP okay. tracked... 13 million, 13 million hourly workers who kept the same okay. job for four years oh. ending last December, meaning okay. that, meaning the drop in hours wasn't, pandemic. yeah, it wasn't because people were laid off or switched jobs. Right. And while it's not clear if workers or employers initiated the drop, the pullback among the highest paid workers provide a clue, according to one of the spokespersons, right? Got so. It. 
here's a little bit more context for that or some stats, right? Yeah. Workers, workers in the highest paid 25%, which are those that make a little over 79,000 or above, had the largest drop in hours worked. The wow. lowest paid, on the other hand, are working more. To more, a significant por- portion of people working fewer hours saw their, in- their incomes rise, okay. not fall, indicating that less okay. work isn't necessarily a bad thing for the budget bottom line. So I found that fascinating, right? Because I think people get stats like this, companies get stats like these, and there's, oh, our higher earning folks are working less than the lower paying folks than what's going on. They should they need to come back into the office and they try to, they might try to come from that point and, and use those old traditional means to say, hey, come back into the office. What's that return to office, RTO? Return to office, uh, yeah. Yeah, return to office. Like, so they may try to use these type of things to get people to come back in. So I find it fascinating that that these ADP did this stat for the last four years for all these hourly folks and came up with these this information. What do you think about it, Brian? I think it is really interesting. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those folks like that <laughs> that are doing less for more. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that think that working from home, I, I don't know, it, it depends on your work ethic, right? But yes. um, working from home for someone like me, I do more. I think that because mm-hmm. I can spread my time across the day the way I need to, I always, I always want to keep an equitable dynamic with my employer, meaning you're paying me for eight hours a day and that's what I'm going to give you, no less. But you're working from home and I'm I'm not an hourly employee, so it's more of a deliverable base. As long as I get mm-hmm. my work done and my things yep. delivered, then it's you know, it's like hey, leads to that whole hey, you're working less, getting paid more. Yeah. But from again, it's work ethic, right? Me and you both do this. We're working on the weekends sometimes. We'll do something on the yep. weekends real quick. But that's our prerogative. That's it's something that it's not, that's just me. You know what I mean? And I argue yep. with you all the time. Stop doing it. And you said something very articulate recently that I was like, oh, I can't even argue with that. You know what I mean? Like, all right, bro, I get it. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause I just worry. I don't want anybody to burn out. And that's really the concern for the work ethic where you're working a lot from home. Yes. Look, don't burn out. But it, but it's two sides of it. Cause it's, if you like what you do and yep. you don't have a problem, then it's like, you're not really burning out. You are just doing some stuff you like. I think, I don't know if this is still on the same path, but I think that folks that kind of work a lot from home do a lot. I think you just got to be mindful of balancing it out. You know what I mean? Yes. Don't forget to spend time with your family. Yes. Don't forget to sit yourself. Don't forget to recharge however that looks for you. Yep. And that looks differently for everybody. So however that looks for you, just don't forget to recharge. Don't forget to be present in the in your families, like whatever Absolutely. that is. This episode is presented by Time Track Go the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. In addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, TimeTrack Go is excited to announce it's now compatible with QuickBooks Desktop, providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors. TimeTrack Go will not only save you time and money each week, but the easy to understand user interface and the ability to turn an ordinary tablet into an employee time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a Simply Better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's T-I-M-E-T-R-A-K 
www.go.com or call 888-321-9922. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Remote work, I think, was becoming a thing because we've connected with people, even on the show, who said they had been working remote before the pandemic happened. It was it was a thing, but I don't think that a lot of people were doing it. But the pandemic kind of forced companies to to transform, to adapt, to change. And it forced more people to say, hey, man, like I need to hire somebody in Florida and I'm in our offices in Seattle. And but this person gets the job done and they were like, hey, just hire a remote workforce and we can save money. Like to your point, we don't have to have an office space. Everybody's remote work from home. We're good. Let me get right into it then. Um, yeah, I have a couple of different stats, and then Brian's going to come with his information. Employers can transfer, transform their workplaces into modern environments by embracing various strategies, such as implementing uh, flexible work arrangements, prioritizing employee well-being through wellness programs and benefits, fostering a culture of collaboration and innovation, and leveraging technology for efficiency and pro- productivity gains. So here's some stats that I'm going to share with you that speak to that. And there's going to also be some cautions about modern workplaces as well that I'm going to give you here. Yeah. Oh, so the first, really? the first, yeah. So the first one is studies show that modern workplaces have significant advantages over traditional ones. For instance, research by Gallup indicates that companies with flexible work arrangements experience 20 to 25% lower turnover rates compared to those without such policies. Additionally, a survey conducted by the Society for Human Resource Management, aka SHRM, found that 89% of HR professionals reported that offering flexible worker arrangements positively impacted employee retention. So that's a that's almost 90% of HR professionals saying, hey, us offering these flexible arrangements like really impacts the business. Moreover, modern workplaces tend to have higher levels of employee satisfaction and engagement. And I think that, like you said, that goes back to your work ethic because you've given me this benefit of working from home. Let me make sure I stay on top of my game and do what I have to do. Not saying that anybody that works in the office does any less, but I think there's more of an emphasis for people who work remotely. And so according to a report by Harvard Business Review, companies that prioritize employee well-being see a 10 to 20 percent increase in employees' engagement levels. This engagement translates to higher productivity, with a study by Stillcase reporting that highly engaged employees are 21 percent more profitable. So it translates to more profit for the company because they're more, they're more, hey, they get stuff done. They want to bring about resolutions and change for the company. And so yep. by, by companies offering these advantages or these benefits, it can really help out their bottom line too. But yeah. however, modern workplaces also come with their own sets of challenges. One set, one such challenge is maintaining work-life balance as flexible work arrangements can blur the boundaries between work and personal life. A survey by the American Psychological Association found that 48% of employees experienced work-life conflict, which can lead to stress and burnout if not managed effectively. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, effective communication 
can be more challenging in modern workplaces, especially with remote or distributed teams. A study by Interact found that 69% of managers sur surveyed admitted to being uncomfortable communicating with employees, leading to misunderstandings and decreased productivity. So that's saying, hey, it's been a challenge for remote managers to often communicate with their teams remotely because they're not comfortable. So maybe that means that, hey, they may that have, is, though. They yeah. may, maybe, they, maybe going back, maybe it's a global. So if I put it in terms of payroll, maybe, hey, I'm in the U.S. I only... I'm only I only know English, but I have a worker that works for us that's in a different country and there's a little yeah, bit of a language barrier. That, yeah. that could be yeah. difficult. Hey, I'm trying to explain it to my team. They're on my team and there's just this difficulty. That's just an example one I can think of. I don't sure. there might be other situ situations. And additionally, modern workplaces must constantly adapt to the rapid te uh, technological advancements which can be daunting from some employees. According to a report by Deloitte, 90% of employees feel their jobs are being transformed, transformed by technology, highlighting the need for ongoing training and support to navigate these changes effectively. And so lots of companies are trying to model themselves as this modern workplace, but they may be behind in technology. So I think that may, that's speaking to that. I think that may be a challenge for a lot of these companies now to navigate those things. Hey, you're trying to have modern policies, but you have traditional processes in place, right? And yeah. so, so there needs to be some type of balancing act for these modern workplaces. So in summary, modern workplaces offer numerous benefits such as increased flexibility, higher employee satisfaction, and improved productivity. They also present challenges related to work-life balance, communication, and technological adaptation. By addressing these challenges proactively, employers can create environments that foster innovation, collaboration, and success in today's dynamic business landscape. Back to you, sir. Yeah, that's a that's I love I, it's a lot of good information, man. That's a really action-packed info there. Um, and I'm just I'm like as a manager, and I've been recently asked that, like, how do you manage your team remotely? And you just have to be intentional, right? You have to be proactive. I don't it's miss, a... I don't like missing the one-on-ones. I do them weekly, yes. and I don't like missing them because even if i don't have anything to talk about work wise if they're if they want if they're okay to if they're not too busy if my teammate is not too busy i still want to yeah. connect cuz there's times that we just bs we'll just shoot the the breeze for a few minutes get to know each other a little better mm -hmm. and build because again you're remote you're not sitting next to them yes. you can't just reach over yes. right there that that Th that's a great so. point look like look at my example i'm single i live home alone i work home for most of the days there's not a lot of human interaction so yeah. that can be that for some people who crave that from people yeah. that can be troubling for them. Like they can, you can be in depressed, you can find yourself being yep. or whatever down and out. And I think that can play into it too. Sorry for jumping in. No, that no, that's exactly what I want to talk about. Like, like just those dynamics. Like I, I'm, I'd be curious to understand what the details behind the challenges are for managers with remote teams. Like what kind of challenges are you getting? And I guess, and yeah, we could speculate. There'd be there. Mm -hmm. Sure. I could think of plenty of them. I actually know someone that that's, he manages a customer service team. They were home for the pandemic. I think they were going in like once a week, even during, or like toward the end of the pandemic or what, whatnot. He's 
on a hybrid. But he said it too. He's yeah, the productivity went up when they went back to the office. You can't argue the numbers when the numbers are there. It's like I tell teammates when, right, my teammate has a theory like, oh, this is not working. Really? Prove it in the numbers. Yep. Everything we do is data-driven. So it's prove it in the numbers and then we can address it. But if not, you're just speculating. You're just complaining, really. We have to, I think, and I don't know if you agree, but one thing we have to consider is the industry that it's in as well. Because remote and distributed teams, as the stats spoke to, may work better for one type of organization yes. or one type Agreed. of setup than another yes. type of business model. Yep. So I think it dep- exactly. depends on that too. Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not gonna, it, we just, like we said in the beginning of the show, it doesn't, it's not a one size fits all. Remote is not, mm-hmm. it can't be for everybody. Yeah. Although the world is really pushing toward that, I think it's just not possible. Yeah, somebody's got to make the food still. But gosh, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of all these things, right? Like, I guess, yeah. yeah, you can't because with DoorDash and with Ghost Kitchens, like, you can have a remote. A lot of things can be remote, but some things just can't be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I need I, that caught me off guard. You like had the concerns, oh. like the challenges <laughs> of working from home. I'm like, crap. No, we got to sell work from home. No, yeah, that's just a personal thing. But yeah. on the same end of it, even though I've been home for a, a few years now. I'm looking forward to going back outside. Like I'm looking, I'm somebody mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. enjoys the physical connections, how we say in church, fellowshipping and building yes, and what camaraderie, building the camaraderie. Yes, so I'm looking forward to that. And But I also like, so I'm looking forward to a hybrid situation yes. where yes. I get the best yes. of both worlds. Yes. Then there are folks, yeah. and then there are extremes, right? There are folks who, I remember when the pandemic happened, like people couldn't wait to get back to the office. They hated working from home. Yeah. Right. And that, and I can see those challenges as well. Cause there's times where the family just doesn't realize, I remember that the be- in the beginning, bro, they didn't realize I was working. I'm uh, family's in the house right now. So I got, <laughs> I was working, like yeah. I'm working. I can't cook yeah. right now. I'm working. Yeah. Like I can't stop yeah. and make lunch. I'm working. Like yeah. it was crazy that they my, I had neighbors would be like, oh, Brian, you should take this class and you should do this and you should do that. And I'm like, guys, I'm working from yes, home. I, I'm not I actually, I didn't get yeah. fired. I didn't get laid off. I'm, I'm, I'm not a stay at home dad. <laughs> I'm not a stay at home dad. Like I'm, I got to work eight hours a day yeah, still. And yeah. it took people a long time to re- understand that. So I definitely get those challenges. Mm. It's just, it's such a, I don't know, a conversation stirring topic, for, especially yeah. for us because we work from home and uh, yeah. So let me get into to my what I would like to share and yes, I go into a little bit about the history of it. Right. So it's like one of the main points concerning the evolution of the workplace design is the shift from that traditional cubicle based layout as in the cubes. And you it was crazy because at work you, around people, but you still feel alone because you can't mm-hmm. see anybody. <laughs> you boxed, you boxed in. <laughs> and then see. But then it was very interesting because I've been in every I've been in every scenario then I moved to a open work floor, open floor plan. Yep. I have, cafeteria and style. In, yes, exactly right. And my, the whole HR department was at one table and like marketing was over there and accounting was over there. IT, like everybody had their table or two, depending on how big your team was. And our biggest concern really was just security mm-hmm. because we did have me, security, meaning the information that's on our screen is sensitive. And I remember having to like always have to shut my screen or change my screen when somebody came up to talk to me. 
Yes. Um, the access to you is different because like I would just be working there and then a coworker would just, oh, by the way, let me ask you guys, HR table. And they would act there. They, they felt free to just stop and talk, ask the yeah. whole table. It was weird. Yeah. So some of it is weird. Yeah. That's different yeah. than a lot of the traditional places we've been in because our payroll was probably blocked off on the other side of the building. So you yes. just couldn't like, you had to walk over or I know I worked at a place where HR had, you had to use a badge to get into where HR get in. was. That's right. That's right. right. And if you didn't right. have that badge, you couldn't, yes. you couldn't go in there. You couldn't get in. Yep. You had to like wait at the front desk and get somebody to go yep. get, hey, can you yep. come out? So, I've, and we did always argue that as an open HR, open floor plan, we were like, hey, this is cool, but HR really should be situated differently. And what yeah. we, we didn't get to evolve to this point, but we wanted to like turn against the wall so that our screens, you, uh, folks couldn't see our screens from behind and walk up on us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that you do got to be mindful if you have an open floor plan, like how you do that, or if you work in an open floor plan, right? You might want to be sent payroll and HR is sensitive to that. But anywho, and now toward now it's moving more towards a human centered designs. And that and what that means is like they, they create, I think it means it they create like little spaces where you can work and move to and have a private space, right? So this yeah. evolution reflects a growing recognition of the impact of physical office environment on employee productivity and well-being. Over the last two decades, workplace design has increasingly focused on creating spaces that not only accommodate the functional needs of employees, but also enhance their satisfaction, collaboration, and overall well-being. This includes the adoption of flexible working models that we, like you spoke to that give employee more freedom in choosing their work hours. So it doesn't always have to be right working from home. Maybe you can play with your schedule, yep. locations, environments. I, I think about locations and I think, oh, if you're in a really big company and there's locations everywhere, maybe you can work from a different location because, yep. hey, you're technically still going and you're still go reporting somewhere. Yep. But maybe it's not actually HQ. Maybe, you know, some off-site field office has like some space and you can be in the back corner somewhere or something. And environments aiming to take more of the office, a place where employees feel good and they collaborate effectively and they thrive. Yep. So yep. this human-centered approach to workplace design is a response to changing demographics, the incre increased influence of technology ongoing talent shortages, which really pushes that remote piece yep. and the need for workplaces to support a healthy and engaging work experience. Yes, sir. I think, right. I think that the, it's been such a shift to well-being because I've been in the workforce long enough now to see where people really didn't care about your well-being in the beginning. And it was like, leave your problems at home, leave your problems yeah. at home, leave them at the door, leave them at the door. I remember, oh gosh, I remember one boss, he was so nosy. They wanted to be in my, my for real, because they saw that something was off with me and they forced this answer. And then when, then when I got, then after that, I got the, oh, you got to leave your problems at the door. And I was yeah. like, what? Wow. Mm -hmm. But see, yep. remember talking to Brad, remember we talked to Brad Voorhees yep. and on, and that was folks, I'm sorry. That was on the other show. It's about payroll. Brad yeah. Voorhees is a HR professional that's scaling up on the on the on a consulting business for HR, but he had yep. some very interesting insights. It's a good show, and we got to find ways to drop clips on here for you all and listen mm -hmm. to things that cross over because there are a bunch of subjects that really cross over. 
But Brad was saying that now some HR departments are even faced with having to solve personal problems for their employees. Mm, And that's a super gray area. And I was like, what? Whoa. That threw me way back. I was like, whoa. Because, man, that opens up a huge – I like it conceptually because – as humans, we need help sometimes. We just, and sometimes yeah. it's just guidance. Hey, oh, you're going through that? Let me point you to the right direction. You know yep. what I mean? How cool would it yes, be sir. if, oh, I'm going to buy a house? Oh, really? Hey, let me give you some real estate agent names and some mortgage broker names and blah, 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 so you guys don't get robbed, right? Because yep. that's a shady business. Real estate is a shady business. It can be very shady. You get yes. your car fixed, right? You, oh, you want a mechanic? Let me give you some recommended mechanic places that we deal with that's established, that we've vetted yes. already. Those little things like that could be very cool to yeah. get resources from, right? But it, there's some things that could be very challenging as well. And to see – to to for HR to solve that for you would be interesting. And I wonder, yeah. folks, if you guys out there, if you, if you folks out there, good people out there – experience this at all do you go to your hr does your hr department help you share that with us we'd love yeah. to keep learning about that yeah let us know it's very interesting but i do love that it's all pushing to a wellness there's nothing but yes. wellness that's being talked about in these conversations not enough about workplace not right. enough yeah not enough because yeah. there's been a model of burnout in a lot yes. of different corporate settings hey do as much as you can with as little as you can. And, oh, yeah. You know, like, for sure. th- there's that model. And then, but there's more companies that are trying to balance it out, right? Because it is a balancing act, right? Yes. You want to do what's fair yeah. for the employee, but you also <laughs> want to do what's fair for the employer yep. or the company. Yep. So it's a balancing yep. act, man. As we near the end of this episode, we like to extend our heartfelt gratitude to you for listening. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow It's About Payroll on LinkedIn and It's About Your Paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. We love engaging with our audience and you'll be able to receive exclusive updates and behind the scenes content. Thank you for being a part of our payroll community and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going. And so it is. before we close this out, we're going to talk about, unless you have something else to say, we're going to talk about our no, safe talk segment. We're going into that. So let me ask you, Brian, can a workplace be too modern? Yeah, that's a good question. I think so. You, not to spoil it, but yeah, I mean, it's not on the same show. You, When I think about this, I was looking at the notes for our other show. And you have about bringing pets into the workplace. Oh, <laughs> so that's a, this kind of falls there where it's like modern. Yeah. And from an HR perspective, we've I've dealt with that question where employees like would bring their pet, and this was in a field to locate. Like again, where I'm always in a support role where I do payroll or HR, and I've supported field locations, sales locations, stores, retail locations, whatever. And it yeah. was an instance where this person wanted to, they were bringing their pet in. But here's the thing. Some folks are allergic. Yep. So some you pet, Some pets bite. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Some pets bite. It's not maybe not even sanitary, mm-hmm. hygienic in some instances. So you, it's, yeah, that's where it can be too modern. Where it's, oh, everybody bring their pets in and it's, wait a minute. <sighs> Can yeah. we though? Or you, or we even had dress code issues yes. where folks we tried to be 
codes <laughs> yes, and yes. people just take it too far with the dress yeah. code and they're like whoa that, that's funny man because i'm telling on myself here but we did that at this one place i worked at uh, in my career where they say hey for, during the summer since it was hot i was in florida at the time it's hot oh. you can wear shorts and tees and, and- god no <laughs> Sandals so is a very strict rule because there's a safety issue with sandals. Not only that, some people's feet they don't look the best. And so my, I have, I used to play basketball and I was in the military. I've lost a toenail here or there, doing whatever. Uh, I'm not saying my feet look raw or that stuff like that, but some people were just like, Ooh. yeah, I don't. Want, you want to see everybody's feet? You know what I mean? For sure, yeah, I man. would not show my feet. Like, and then, and, I would and then another, bro, another thing I think about, you remember what happened when WeWork, when they first came out? And they said it ended up being cultish because it was just like parties. Nobody was really doing any work or anything like that. Oh, they were yeah. having food food in there. Yeah. I watched the documentary and they had live music and everything catered and this and that and this oh, okay. and that. I think yes. they were trying to do too much. At that, right? yes. Oh, let's make this lot, make it fun. And you come to work and it's so fun, fun. Yeah. I, I think about too modern alcohol in the workplace is dangerous. Oof. And if you made me, when you said that the fun and everything in the, and in the foosball and the pool tables and, and sometimes there's beer involved and that, that could be dangerous. Ooh, that, I, I don't, that could be really dangerous. And I'm not conceptually as cool. Cause we're all adults and we should all be yeah, adult, yeah, but yeah. You have one too many, and then that's it. Yep. You, it's or, that's the thing or, with alcohol. Or if you have a problem, if, God forbid, you work. have a, a problem. You and next right. thing you're at work, and then you're getting belligerent, and it's like Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, it could definitely be too modern, and that's where you got to talk to your HR department, folks. Like if your <laughs> workplace is for real. Like if your workplace is yep. out of control, or there's something uncomfortable, you have to go talk to your HR department, and they have that's their job. You're they're the people, people. Tonight, so bouncing so, that. Yeah. For sure. It definitely is. It definitely is. So what about right. you? What do you think? Is, it um, can be too modern, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a balancing act, man. Like you need to know, yep. like, you need to know where the line is, you know, and yeah. say like, hey, before we get to that point, maybe we should just make sure we don't ever get to that point and anybody across that line. Now, some, some, some things are going to be learned through experiences and unfortunately, certain things and situations happening. It's, you're going to have to adapt, and you know, companies are going to have to adapt when those things happen, bro. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Then there's fairness, too. Like, I think about a moment where something got misinterpreted, right? Me and my boss went out for a lunch, and it was more of a team-building mm-hmm. thing. He was a new boss. I was his new direct report, and we yep. just get-to-know-each-other type thing, right? But we, got, we had a little too much fun, and I know I personally had a one too many beers. I was working in Manhattan at the time, so I wasn't worried about getting home. I'm taking the train home anyway. I had too many and like my team saw it and they weren't mad that I had too many drinks. They were mad that they didn't go to have drinks with us. So (laughs) it was a fairness thing. And sure enough, we had to smooth the team over. We had to do a team one as well. So yep. it wasn't so that, I get and, it. I, and they, yeah, they took it like, you know, I, and I was like, no, this is not personal. We, we just, we went on, that was our one-on-one and we went out and unfortunately I had too many beers and uh, which has been the case early in my career. That was like the tre- the recurring theme there. And it was, yep. I was just young, young, you in the city is bright yep. lights and a lot of beer, yep. you know, yep, <laughs> you gotta, it's it like you, you said it perfectly. It's a balancing act. 
it's a when you when it's from an HR perspective, folks think of it like everybody has to be treated equally. You got to treat like people the same. That doesn't mean everybody gets treated the same at companies because executives could have different privileges than your frontline workers and or your field workers could have different privileges than the people who work in the office. It just, you know, but every if you're a field, treat like people the same. So just keep that in mind, folks. If you feel like you are not being treated fairly, think about how it applies. And if you still if it still doesn't look fair, go to HR and just be like, hey, this doesn't seem fair. But like how to let them explain it to you. Let them say, no, this is why. And if they have a good reason, then they're going to be justified. Yeah. But it's a balancing act. And I hope everybody has a good workplace out there and, you know, or is working toward that. And I hope we all get to work in these good environments. So we'll leave you at that. We wish you all the best and we love you. Peace.